0: The rest of the guys, filter on in here. You're good. Wasn't saying anything smart? Wasn't doing anything? You know, I get in trouble just looking at them these days. We're good. Proverbs chapter 10. We are going to uh, finish up our contrasts. and. You know, one of the things that's kind of hard when you have Wednesday night—we don't, we only have maybe 25, 30 minutes at the most. Uh, So it seems like we just kind of get started, and then we have to cut out. And and I know some of the messages get kind of disjointed a little bit because we're trying to move along and give more information with each time. Uh, And so we're going to finish up. Okay, we are going to finish up this evening. Uh, these three verses, and not just these three verses, you understand in, all, in essence, we've been dealing with these contrasts throughout the book of Proverbs. So we've looked at the wise man, who is, uh, and the foolish man, and the upright man, and the wicked man. Now, the wicked we've already seen a little bit with the righteous and the wicked. Uh, we're going to see some more about that. In fact, I believe our next study is going to be verse 12. We're jumping jumping a verse, Okay. Uh, which is going to be hatred and love. And we're going to see some things about that. And uh, another interesting study, a different one, not one that I've often heard uh, emphasized or dealt with. It seems like, you know, you deal with some of the main subjects, but that's um, what I like about walking through uh, the book of Proverbs. And even these verses is it's going to give us an opportunity to kind of address even some things we wouldn't naturally or normally look at. So, uh, that's next, hatred and love. you want to do a study, look up those words. You'll find them numerous times, I think, uh, around 30 times. Both of these words are found in the book of Proverbs. Uh, and uh, some in the same verses, some in others. And we're going to learn some good things to help us out in that matter. But we're in conclusions. Roman numeral 3, we're concluding some things in Proverbs 10, verses 8 9 and 10, where we have three contrasts. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. First contrast. Second, he that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. And then the third contrast, he that winketh with the eye causes sorrow, which would be the, pervert, the man whose way is crooked or perverted, uh, and a prating fool shall fall, or the naughty man, actually, at the beginning of verse 10, uh, talked about in chapter 6, and then uh, the prating fool once again is mentioned. And those three contrasts then make up uh, this, these various words and these various ideas and Proverbs sound uh, throughout the book of Proverbs. So let's pray and ask God to help us now. Lord, please give us understanding as we uh, make some conclusions and then uh, we just bring a challenge from this passage. May it be of help to us. Uh, And I pray that we would learn the lesson and we would be the kind of people who are teachable, the kind of people who, as we're taught, learn to walk uprightly and avoid the pitfalls as well avoid the, the wicked man, men and wicked people who would seek to destroy and hurt and harm our testimony in our lives. And we'll thank you for it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is the conclusion? As we've looked at these things, we've learned about the wise man, we've learned about the foolish man, the upright man, and the wicked man. Uh, but there really are four things that happen with these people. And we've already brought these truths out but to understand the first two conclusions about the wise man, first of all, and then the foolish man, um, maybe we could picture it this way. If we were to see life as a huge maze, and, uh, and we've used that kind of illustration before, where we kind of have God directing us, but let's just say that not only God is directing in this maze, but there would be men who maybe have experienced life and already learned a number of things and they're wise themselves they're they're godly men and they observe and they know as we're going through this maze of life different pitfalls to avoid they can see the things that are coming you can't because if you go around the corner, you may, you know, go get in quicksand or whatever in this maze. There may be, uh, there may be a, mi- a mine, like we talked about a minefield or whatever. There may be various things in the way. And there's, there's God above who's given us his word. There are wise people who also can give us advice and counsel. And here's the fool and here are the wise men, and they're both walking along. They may be at various places, whatever. So what's going to happen to the fool What's going to happen to the wise man? Our passage tells us, verse 8 actually tells us, what's going to happen. What's going to happen with the wise man who hears these instructions being given? What's going to happen to the fool who also, by the way, hears these instructions being given? What's going to happen to him? So you tell me. Look at the verses. I think you already know. Look at verse 8, actually. And what do you learn about these these two people? Okay, the first man, the wise man, will receive instruction. He's going to get instruction. He's going he's to become, if you would, wiser. The wise man is instructed. So in this maze of life, the wise man has an advantage. Uh, he, he knows what's coming, not because he can see through a wall in this maze of life, not because he has some great intellect and understanding, but because he listens and because he listens, he is warned ahead of time and he can avoid then many of the pitfalls of life. Not a perfect life, but he has instructed. Okay, then what happens to the foolish man? According to this passage, according to verse 8 and actually verse 10, what's going to happen? Okay, so he's going to, he's going to fall. The foolish man will fall. And it's interesting because the word fall means to be overthrown. See, he doesn't listen to advice. He goes on his own way without consideration. And you know, he's going to be thwarted in his plans and purposes. He's going to be overthrown. Many times he's going to face uh, defeat and discouragement and, and maybe even, uh, you know, harm to life or, or, or danger or, or at least certainly danger. He's going to fall. And that is because look, he, he isn't listening. I got all the answers. I already know. Yeah, I'm in the maze and I got all the answers. So just leave me alone. And although those voices are seeking to help him, he won't, he won't hear them and won't listen to them. So the wise man is instructed, Roman num- uh, letter A. The foolish man falls. Now, if you look at verse 9, we have the other two, verse 9 and beginning of verse 10. And we learn uh, about the upright man and then the wicked man or the naughty man, however you want to put it because we found that comparison in chapter 6, talking about the naughty man, the wicked man. So what do we find about the upright as far as the way of life? What's that? Okay, he's sure. Now, what does that mean? It means, very simply, safety or security. So the upright man is safe. He, he has security. He has Actually, if you want to look at the word, it's a, a place of refuge. So he's kind of in, in, encased and in, in, in camped about, if you would. Or maybe he's, he's within the walls of safety because, hey, listen, he's, he's doing the things that are right. He's walking the right way. So uh, he that walketh uprightly walketh surely in, in a place of refuge, in a place of, of safety. So the upright man is safe. Now, Interesting, because we've seen how they impact themselves, right? Every one of the things talks about how they impact themselves. But what do we learn about the wicked man? He that perverteth his ways shall be known, and then he that winketh with the eye. Remember, you can't miss this, because we're still talking about the same person here, the same kind of person. He that winketh with the eye, the one who who's deceitful and is trying to lead others astray. All right, what, is, what does he do? Okay, so you can put it this way. The wicked man harms others. And we don't want to miss this character revealed in the text because the crooked man is not only known, but he ultimately hurts those around him. And from every picture here and every idea given, it's intentionally. Um, so we would put him in the, in the category of not just the wicked man, but the scorner in the book of Proverbs that we've already seen. He's going to be someone that's going to destroy and harm other lives. And, and the it's, it's sad truth is, um, he actually doesn't care for people. It's, it's really ultimately all about himself. And it's interesting to me because as I've been studying and as we've seen already, the scorner, and we've seen the fool, you know, the, the, the fool isn't always presented as someone who is bad in Proverbs. The, the fool sometimes is presented as someone who's kind of duped. And in essence, in many cases, the scorner can't be reached. He's hardened, he's cold, and you know he's cold and hardened and calculated because he's seeking to bring sorrow to other people. The fool isn't that way. The fool is just, I got all the answers, and so he walks into things and gets himself in trouble, hurts himself. Okay, And quite honestly, in Scripture, you find, and at least in Proverbs, that a lot of times the fool can change, whereas the scorner many times won't. Um, so, interesting contrast there In conclusion. So we have the four different types of people, and we have... Four different conclusions or things that we can observe from that. So then let me give you the challenges. And it, it's kind of, you don't want to just come to a passage like this and say, all right, there's the facts. Let's walk, okay? Because obviously there's a lesson to be learned then. So the first lesson is, kind uh, deep, if you can't get these points, there's something wrong, okay? Be a learner. And here's the fact. You can choose to be a learner. And quite honestly, you can be a know-it-all too. You can be a know-it-all or you can have an attitude that says, hey, I don't know everything. And I'm going to listen to what people have to say. and I'm going to think about it. I'm going to ponder it. I'm going to weigh it. And I'm going to make a, a decision not just based on what I know, but on all the information that I can gather. In fact, Proverbs even says, you answer a matter before you hear it, and it's foolishness. So hearing out things and listening to people is truly important for life because the truth is you and I haven't been down in this maze before. Okay? People have. God has. And God made it. So these, there are people and, and, and the God of heaven above who can direct us. So be a learner. Um, you know, I I just think that's a such a, an important message, just to be a learner in life. Um, I, I found that that, you know, so, sometimes even you, you can get to the place where you are so familiar with Scripture, you say, oh, "I already know that," and yet, as we're going through Proverbs, I've read through Proverbs, I can't tell you how many times in my life, and I know these proverbs, but can I say that these just the time we've spent in the first 10 chapters has been uh, wonderfully refreshing to learn new things and to realize, hey, look, I don't have all the answers and, I, and I'm still learning. And it doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter how long you've been saved. doesn't matter how, how much you've studied the word of God. There, there are still things to learn. And there are still people you can learn from and there's still a Bible you can open and learn from. So be a learner. Okay, then the second truth. Um, Walk uprightly. Walk uprightly. We'll we'll get to the fool last, okay? But walk uprightly. If you want a place of refuge, if you want to be able to live life, certainly in uncertain times, and, and would you not agree we're in some real uncertain times at this point? Um, it is just blessed to, to, to know that there's a path that God will give us. It's, it's great to be able to say that God has a will and he'll make it known. To be able to quote or memorize Psalm 25 and know that Look, there is an upright God who has a way and who wants me to know that way and who will reveal it. And, and if I'll listen to him and walk in that upright way, then, then I can, I will have God's help and protection. Does it mean that evil won't come my way? <laughs> well, ask Job if that's what it means. Um, ask David if that's what it means. Doesn't mean that problems don't come. It's that I have a place of refuge, and I have a refuge that comes. So walk uprightly. It's one thing, by the way. There are some people who are good, good listeners. But then, you know, it's kind of like they listen, they hear it all, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm and then they don't change. So be a listener who allows it to change your path. Um, so. May we be people who uh, don't get distracted from a righteous walk in life? Third, truth. And this is one that that uh, may sound a little bit different, but beware of the wicked. And what I mean by that is, I don't believe anyone in here is going to be the end of verse the end of verse nine in the beginning of verse 10. And if you are, and you're a member here, we're going to discipline you. There, okay? Um, Because no one that's a Christian should live the way that's talked about here. So you say, well, then there's no admonition for me. Well, yes, there is, because the one that winks with his eyes does what? He's causes sorrow, so you do need to understand this, and this is an important principle. There, and this is honestly, this is hard to comprehend because I, I can't, I don't think about hurting people. I don't know about you, but I don't think about ways of hurting people, and I don't find it fun to hurt people. Um, and yet, I've I've read and I've seen pictures. In fact, I've, I've even made reference to the. Um, the Holocaust, Holocaust, and um, Mr. Gentry, who, who was uh, part of, of freeing a number of people in one of the concentration camps in Germany. And uh, to think what they did and to know that they actually, they gassed people, they inflicted pain on people, they, they caused people to suffer. It goes against my sensibilities. I don't know, doesn't it go against yours? It's kind of hard to imagine that. But God says that Christians are to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And, and the idea is that we need to understand there are people like that. And as hard as it is for us to understand and imagine that, we need to be aware of the fact that there are wicked people like that. And we need to, if you would, be wise to their ways. Not that we study them out, but we just need to understand. Look. Understand this. There's a lot of people in Washington that really do want to hurt Christians. They do. They want to hurt Christians. They are not out for our our good. In fact, there's a lot of people that just hate Christians because we believe there are absolutes. In fact, there's basically an entire generation that's being raised with the mentality there are no absolutes. They've been taught that in school constantly. There are no absolutes. There, there is no right and wrong. You determine what is right and wrong. And as a result, those people, they, they look at someone who says homosexuality is a sin, and they say, oh, why would you say such mean things? These people can't help themselves. Well, why would they even say something like Because they've been taught in life there, aren't, there is no right and wrong. There's no absolutes. So yeah, now you say, "Well, you're getting off the subject." Not really. So there is this. There's this whole slew of people that just don't have any kind of moral standard at all, and and quite frankly, it doesn't bother them to hurt people. And as long as you agree with them, you're fine. When you don't agree with them. Then, then here's the truth. They, they may indeed hurt you. And we need to be wise to that fact and understand that look, wicked people will harm you, cause you sorrow. And we may be facing some more days like that the, the more our country turns away from righteousness. Uh, I, I, I don't want to be a doom and gloom. I, I, I read enough articles of doom and gloom preachers. But we have to also be aware of reality and we have to clearly understand that there are people who will deceitfully seek our destruction and at least be aware of it and alert to it so that we don't fall into their trap and we're not deceived. And I I think in some ways, Christianity as a whole in America has been kind of duped by, by wicked people and different things that they've used to control the church. Maybe even in the last year with a lot of the COVID stuff and the masks and all the other things. Let's control them. Let's tell them what they can do, what they can't do. So... Beware of the wicked. And then the last, and this is an important message, and it's found throughout Proverbs as well, avoid foolish pride. And first point I know already said, be a learner, but the last point can't be ignored either because God speaks a lot about pride in the scriptures, and that is whether you want to admit it or not, that's the, a problem every individual battles with. Um Back in the beginning in the garden, it was pride. I want to be like God. If I eat of this fruit, it'll make me wise. Uh, Satan's problem is pride. And we have that same, we can have the same know-it-all attitude. And and that kind of pride um, just will destroy the life. So, let's not just come to this passage and say, oh, good, wow, look at those facts. Let's come to it and say, where am I? And if I find myself in a place where I shouldn't be, what's encouraging is I can do something about it. And I can learn and be admonished. And so um, I I think for the last person, the, the foolish pride, Ask God to help you see where you are and, and ask him to make you, to help you to be teachable um, so that you can be in the camp of the wise in heart who walk uprightly, which is ultimately what our goal should be. Father, thanks for your word. Thanks for the chance we've had to, to look at these and, and kind of this evening sum up this study not just to see the conclusion, but to be reminded there's a responsibility that we have that walking uprightly and being wise are choices of the will, and they need to be made. And they can be made, and, and uh, being a fool is a danger that we can avoid. And I I pray that we would have a, a people, a, a church full of believers who are both wise and upright in life, who are discerning of wicked people and who do not allow themselves to get to the place of foolish pride where they think they know it all. And um, and may we then therefore be pleasing to you. Thank you for Solomon's uh, wisdom, your wisdom that you gave to Solomon that we might have instruction for life to protect, to guide, to direct. And I pray these things and ask them in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you as you walk uprightly. You're dismissed.